1: And welcome back to mornings, halfway through the uh, the second hour. Great to have your company wherever you're listening on SEN 1170 or indeed up there in southeast Queensland, Gold Coast, 1620 a.m. and Brisbane, 693 a.m. on the podcast after the fact or listening live on the app. Uh, we've got Pedro on the uh, the line uh, for a quick chat. Uh, Pedro, are you there, mate?
0: how are you? Good, mate. Yourself? Good, good. Hey, I just want to make a quick uh, comment on the politics and sport um, after the cricketers' decision not to go to Afghanistan. Now, I'm not criticising that. My, my issue is um, that I, I think we're quite selective. That's the problem. Where does it start and where does it finish? Who decides what, what should be uh, deemed a political problem and what isn't? Um, as I say, I, I, think, I think sport can help um with outcomes and i think it did with the apartheid to an extent um years ago but my problem is well what if another uh country looked at us and said look we don't like the way you treated aboriginals we're not going to tour i mean where does it start and finish that's that's my my issue with it who's the adjudicator in other words
1: Spot on, Pedro. Absolutely. Where's the line? I don't know where the line is. It's, it's so grey and um, totally uh, get your point right there. Thank you for the call, Pedro, about that uh, emotive issue regarding Cricket Australia's decision to pull out of the one-day series for the men's team against Afghanistan uh, in a couple of months. And we'll continue that discussion a bit later on. For now, we're going to switch focus to football. And before we get to football, uh, this week I've been doing uh, Human of the Day. Basically, and it's about an anniversary of, a, uh, of an event or a birthday or a death of a famous person and going into great detail about that. Now, I won't go into great detail about this man's life because a lot of it's already known, but got to say, first off, human of the day today is Mark Bosnich, and he joins us right now from Stan Sports. Oh, wow. uh, happy birthday, Boz. Thank you very much, Adam, and thank you for that wonderful introduction, and good morning to everyone. How are we all? Ah, uh, good, good. Mark's in here. He's good, and good. Um, and Dom's out the back. He's good as well. I think all our listeners yeah. are as well because yeah, it's a Friday. Yeah, I, I heard
0: all the, uh, I, heard, I heard all the young and the restless talk before. That was all. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, What's going on,
1: buddy? Well, uh, happily, we're in a bit of a bet- better situation than Jared Piquet, So we won't go
0: into those details. But wow. um, yeah, he's a good lad. Jared's a good lad. Leave him alone. Yeah, and he's won everything. He's won everything. So so leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's won a good divorce. Hey, um, just on
1: <laughs> just, just on the, the news this morning that Garang Quayle going to Hearts on loan from Newcastle, yeah. joining a couple of other Aussies up there. A good little first step yeah. in, in Europe for Garang, in your opinion, boss?
0: Yeah, of course it is. He's not going to get a game at Newcastle right now. So they would have sort of, you know, summed up the situation sort of thought to themselves, OK, well, where's he going to play? Is he going to play in the, the Premier League U4? Is he going to play in the... What is he going to do? And they probably said, well, look, you know, he's probably better off going up uh, on loan to... A, a league which is, you know, second, third tier league in terms of, you know, uh, you know European standards, which is no disrespect to them, but it's, 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 a, good, you know, it's a good starting point. Young boy uh, can make a real difference up there, and we're playing week in, week out. So, so far as I'm concerned, it's a win-win for Newcastle and for Garang. Yeah,
1: uh, hopefully so. As you know, Boz, and um, a few people might as well, I'm a massive Newcastle fan. I've got the opinion he's probably yes. <laughs> looking at that team. Um, you've just come back from the gym, haven't you? you you're that excited. Yeah, Correct?
0: I have. Can't, yeah. You see how, can't you see how much uh, – yeah. and the buzzer is buzzing. Yeah, the buzzer is buzzing. <laughs> no, but I know how much you love Newcastle, buddy, and you've got a chance to win a major trophy coming up. You know, as you know, unfortunately, you'll fall short against Manchester United in the final, but it's been a great run, <laughs> yeah. a great run uh, for, for Newcastle-Riyadh. It's been brilliant, yeah. absolutely brilliant. <laughs> yeah,
1: good on you. Good on you, as opposed to manchester Glazier. Yeah. Um, just on,
0: <laughs> just
1: on Garang, I reckon he's about yeah. two years off getting a run for Newcastle, the way it's all set well, up. Know, I, what do you reckon?
0: Yeah, yes, well, Yes, Adam, from the outside, but from my experience, trust me, there, there are times where you think to yourself when you're over there, especially when you're young, this is just not going to happen. There are other times when you get called into the first-team squad and you think, oh, my God, I'm going to play tomorrow. So things are such so up and down, especially as a young player, but with the talent and the athleticism like someone Garang's got, um, I, I wouldn't put it past anyone. All he needs to do is to perform wherever he's playing, whether it be on loan to Hearts, wherever he comes back to Newcastle and plays Premier League, Youth League, or whatever. You perform, you're in the shop window week in, week out, and day in, day out when you had a club the size of Newcastle as well in terms of training and so forth. So that's all he needs to do. And you, like I said to you, you never know, mate. You never know. He starts performing really well. All of a sudden Eddie House says, you know, I want him back. I need him. We've got a lot of games coming up. So he could make his debut sooner rather than later or could go the other way. It could take a little bit more time, like you said. Um, but with the talent, and we saw that as well in the World Cup, we've seen it. Obviously not locally consistently. He hasn't he hasn't sort of played a full game, but you saw at the World Cup what he did when he came on, and you know he was he was a great save away from putting Australia into extra time against what become the world champions.
1: Absolutely, um, the FIFA Men's uh, Best Award. So that the the seven awards that they've announced the nominees for today, FIFA the the Best Awards, which will be named in about a month's time. Uh, the the shortlist yeah. for the Men's Award. Uh, give us your winner out of this lot. Julian Alvarez from Argentina, Jude Bellingham from England, Benzema from France, De Bruyne from Belgium, uh, Haaland from Norway, Hakimi from Morocco, I remember him at the World Cup, Lewandowski, uh, Sadio Mane, Kylian Mbappe, Linel Messi, Luka Modric, Neymar, Mo Salah and Vinicius Jr. from Brazil, Brazil and Real Madrid. Who wins?
0: Well, it's a, oh, that's a huge choice, to be honest. If you're going over the 12 months of calendar year, which you should go over, I mean, you'd probably go for Erling Haaland. But considering the World Cup and what occurred, I'm pretty sure they're going to go for Messi, which is understandable as well. Uh, he, he had a little bit of a struggle last season. He got COVID with PSG. Um, but this season, he's played really well, including the other night. He scored a fantastic goal in Ligue 1 and obviously won the World Cup in, in fantastic style. And Mbappe as well deserves a special mention. There's a lot of players there, really. Vinicius Jr., he was absolutely superb in Real Madrid's um, European Champions League win. Um, so um, some great, great names there. But for me, like I said, if you went for the 12 months, you'd go Haaland. But because of what's happened with the World Cup, you have to go Messi.
1: What about Mbappe, by the way, after the World Cup? Obviously, all the Argentinians went here, there and everywhere. Um, I don't know yep. if they've found Martinez from Manchester United, if he's lobbed back yet for the training. <laughs> but Mbappe was back at the PSG training ground like two days after. Yep. That's, that's quite incredible.
0: Well, the bottom line is, well, it is, I know, but the bottom line is, and it's understandable for the Argentine players, an unbelievable victory. You have to say, you know, first time in, what, 26 years, or 30, 36 years. Mm. Um, so you can understand them sort of having that celebration. But I could also understand Mbappe, you look, being a professional football, there's no better life in the world, trust me. Um, so going back to doing what you do is, is an absolute pleasure. Yes, he would have been disappointed that I didn't make it two on the trot, but he has got one in the bag from four years earlier as well, and he was outstanding. Um, you know, even in, you know, up until the final when everyone thought it was, you know, it was all gone, he was absolutely outstanding. So I can understand it totally. I'd probably be a little bit the same. be like, okay, I've had a couple of days off, but I'm ready to get back. And as you can hear from me, there's no better feeling than being paid an absolute fortune to train and do something you love in the morning. We're very, very lucky to have done what we have done and for those players to be doing what they're doing right now.
1: I can't remember your uh, debut um, with Manchester United as a teenager way back when. Yeah, 18. 18 or or Villa. Was it better than Joe Felix becoming um, an extra in a Jackie Chan movie this (laughs) morning for Chelsea when he came on and just tried to go through some Uh, poor bloke from Fulham, sent off straight away?
0: Right, well, my now, yeah, my mine was at Old Trafford at 18 for Manchester United against Wimbledon, and they were known back then for those youngsters who don't remember. They were known back then as the Crazy Gang because they played a, a pe- peculiar, let's put it this way, a peculiar type of football. <laughs> um, so, uh, so uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, it was Alex Ferguson at the time, turned around and he used to always give me stick. He used to call me a soft Aussie and this, that, and the other. And um, no disrespect to your producer here, but I used to sort of bring up his Scottish heritage as well, but I won't repeat it out of respect for you. Uh, and anyway, he goes, all right, we'll see how smart you are when you make your debut at Old Trafford in front of 50,000 uh, against the Crazy Gang. So I was like, okay. And I thought he was joking, but he wasn't. Uh, but I was very fortunate. I got a nil-nil draw, so a clean sheet. So I was very, very fortunate. Um, and then, yeah, Joe Felix this morning, I was watching it as I was calling you. Um, yeah, I was going to come on and just wind everyone up and said, like, oh, how could that be a red? But I thought I better not. It wasn't just a red. I, I actually thought it was a dark red, but um, yeah. But uh, look, it, for me, it just sums up. Yeah, it sums up the season. I, I don't, you know, there just seems such a a bad energy about Chelsea at the moment, uh, and you saw that even, you know, even in little instances. I mean, it was there in the second half. I think a cross came in. I think it might have been from Aspillita Queta, and it just hit somebody in the centre and went, and, and went wide. You know, when things are going well for you, you know, you take a chance on that ball going over the defender's head and you put it in. Um, but it just seems to be a, a, a not a good energy. Uh, that's what one. I think that's one game in nine now they've won in the league. Um, they're 10 points with a game in hand off fourth place. Um, it, uh, look, I, you know, I had this conversation on Talk Sport in the UK and Sky Sports UK during the week. And they asked me about Graham Potter. I'm always of the belief, because I've seen it with my own eyes, that managers deserve time. You're seeing it with Mikel Arteta. I saw it with my own eyes with Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, you know, there were times when people were basically staying back for half an hour at the end of the game and calling for his head. They stuck by him. He won the FA Cup in, in 1990, and the rest is history. So, but as I said last year, uh, last season with my uh, old teammate Olegana Asolsky, as much as I wanted him to do well, and as much as I like to give managers time, there's no other choice sometimes for boards when they keep losing. And that might be the case. The big one's going to be coming up for them against Borussia Dortmund in the round of 16 of the Champions League. Mm. If they happen to get knocked out then and they continue this form, it's going to be very difficult because those Chelsea fans since 2003 have been used to a culture of when this happens, the coach goes. Right? That's going to change now under Todd Bowley. He's obviously made that painfully clear. But I don't know because look, my late chairman at Aston Villa, Sir Doug Ellis, I, said Deadly, Doug Ellis used to, I used to ask him, when do you know it's time to sack a manager? He goes, when, they, when the crowd start having a go at us. That's why we've got the manager in front of us. So it's going to be, I don't know, if anyone heard the chants this morning, I mean, they were chanting Tommy Tuchel, um, uh, the Chelsea fans. They, when they equalised, they were chanting, oh, we're staying up. It's, it's not a good atmosphere at the moment.
1: no. Not at all. Uh, What about the atmosphere at Old Trafford Um, tomorrow night our time, Boz? Manchester United. (laughs) Are you going,
0: are you? Sounds like you're going up. No, no. Well, we'll go to to Scruffy Murphy's. You want to come? You can come as well, Adam, if you want. You can put your Newcastle shirt on and see how long you last. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. The game
1: starts at 11.30. <laughs> I'll meet you out the front at quarter past 11, all right? I'll see you there. Yeah, um, let's
0: go. Let's go. Let's Manchester
1: go. United, Manchester City. What a beauty this is because Manchester City, they're trying to chase yep. down Arsenal, but Manchester United, as much as I hate to say it, they're on a roll well, and uh, they're very much
0: in form. Well, it's derby weekend. So, uh, and you mentioned the Arsenal. Arsenal got the North London derby against Tottenham. Now, that that's not going to be easy for them either but Manchester United since they lost six three to Manchester City about nineteen games ago, they've only lost one game they've been in absolutely outstanding form um, they uh, they're five points off uh, Manchester City they win this uh, and you know and Arsenal, which could very easily happen, lose or draw to Spurs um, they're, they're six or seven points off you know off first place. so a, a massive opportunity, a really big test it's going to be even more difficult uh, because, when you lose a game uh, as one of the, you know, as a big club, um, and, and as Manchester City did to Southampton the other morning, uh, the next one you really want to get back, you know, on on the right way as quick as you possibly can. So huge match, but um, what a result it would be, I, I, you know. And I, look from the neutrals' perspective as well, I think it'd be great for the league um, if Manchester United could turn them over, and what a turnaround from Eric Ten Hag's men uh, that it's been. Because I remember that derby; it was pretty much over after about 30 minutes. Oh yeah. And, uh, they've been in absolutely outstanding form in, in all competitions. Still in four competitions, by the way, to be fair.
1: Only English team to be. So what about at the top there, Boz? Do Arsenal hold on? We're at yep. the halfway mark.
0: Yeah, I, I, look, I, I think they're still favourites. There's no doubt about that. And it comes back to as well to my preface about sticking by your manager. I mean, like what, 14, 15 months ago, people were calling for Mikel Arteta's head, left, right and centre. Uh, and they stuck by him, and the, and the football that they play and the team, you know, the esprit the corps that he's instilled, you can see with some of the results that they're getting, uh, it, it's been outstanding. Uh, big, big lot of games coming up for them. If you have a look at their draw coming up, and Manchester United, to be fair, yeah. some massive clashes coming up, and now we're coming towards the business end as well. Once the European football starts, you've got the League Cup into the semifinals, the FA Cup's going on as well, so uh, it, it's, it's going to be the business end of the season, plus you've got the target on your back, because everyone's thinking we want to knock you know, knock number one off their perch. So this is going to be a huge test for his young men. But right this moment in time, I'd have him a slight favour for the league. Yes, I would.
1: Fair enough. Um, Boz, you've got a big evening ahead of you, no doubt. Um, no doubt your, your uh, wife, Sarah, wants to take you out. But uh, knowing you, you'll be sitting at home doing the stats on the Jupiler League or something like that later tonight and um, just Dad! investing yourself in that.
0: 100% Eredivisie, why not? Why not? All of them, all of them. I've got these apps, they, they come from everywhere now, so I can get the stats on anyone. Yeah, somebody asked me the other day about Anthony Kalick, who's a family friend. His father's a family friend of ours, who obviously used to play local soccer. He He's at Hayduk split. And I gave him all the stats immediately after about a couple of minutes. He was like, wow, where did you get that? I said, that's my secret. About five minutes later, he rang me back. He said, I found the app. I said, oh, well played.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mark Bosnich will uh, lead out with this. Peacock. Um, happy birthday. Thank you very much. Happy Have a good one, Boz. Happy oh, dear, <laughs> Boz.
0: He's short of energy Happy today, birthday. wasn't he? Happy oh. birthday.
1: You yeah. Hey, just before we go, I've, I've got to play this um, as well. He was our human of the day. Uh, this, was one, <laughs> this was me back in the day with myself and, and Robbie Slater on, on Fox with Boz. This, this sums up working with Boz so, so well. We've got an email on the soapbox on our website, foxsports.com.au forward slash football forward slash matchday Saturdays from Paul in Brisbane. Bozza, mm. you're 30 to 1 for the Villa Manager role from one betting agency.
0: <laughs> you keen? You keen? Uh, um, Look at that, son. I don't know. Uh, are you doing anything in the next couple of weeks? Would you be my agent? Agent or assistant? Agent. To get me the job first and you can be my assistant. Okay, so. Oh, <laughs> can you imagine setting an example? Oh, 30 to 1. I don't see you or Robbie on it. <laughs>
1: Unders. <laughs> Way unders. Way unders. <laughs> oh man. One of a kind. Mark Posnich off to a break on mornings.